when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps, it's Brian. And if you heard last week's expert interview with Mark S.A. Smith, you learned about trust and how to become a trusted advisor. But wait, there's more. For only another additional shipping charge, you're going to get how to earn trust. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, Mark, how the heck are you, buddy? I am so well, my friend. It was such a great conversation last week. And I'm delighted that we can continue the conversation about how do you become a trusted partner, a trusted advisor. And that's a hard question to answer. A lot of people say, you know, well, I want to be a trusted advisor. How do I become one? Mm -hmm. That's what we're going to talk about on this show. And I belong to a group called the Trusted Advisors Council, which is a networking group. And the funny thing is, in most networking groups, you have to spend upwards of a year to two years before people will trust you enough to do business with you. So, you know, marketing isn't always the answer, right? No, but it's certainly a important part of the equation. Absolutely. So let's get started. Let's dig into this. So let's talk about how do we earn trust? So... The, the, it's a it's a stepwise process. People do not trust you out of the gate with two exceptions. Number one is a person who you trust with your life makes a recommendation that says, I would trust this person with my life. Mm-hmm. And there's a transfer of trust from somebody you trust to somebody they trust. Right. Like your critical care doctor telling you, I really trust this heart surgeon. He's going to save your life. That's right. You're going to say, okay, I trust you and I trust them and off you go. Although I still suggest that you do your due diligence. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. But most people will still take a shortcut and say, okay, if you trust them, I trust them. Mm -hmm. And this is where referrals really speed up the sales process because it, it, it installs trust where there was none before. Right. And so that's one of the reasons why referrals are such a powerful tool. It really shortcuts the sales process. So the second exception to the rule is in the case of an emergency, where a person is so under stress that anybody who offers them a lifeline is going to get the business. Mm-hmm. You know, a drowning man doesn't say, no, I don't like that color rope you just sent me. <laughs> Right. I'm sorry, but I'm I'm much more into antique boats but, than fiberglass. <laughs> go, uh, go find me one. <laughs> right. But otherwise, if it's not a a transfer of trust or an emergency situation, you have to earn the trust. That tr- trust is earned through a series of engagements, and trust is cemented during times of pro- of trouble. Indeed. So there there's a there's a story about how seals are chosen and it's trust and capability Mm -hmm. so if you have high capability and your team trusts you you're on the team but they will choose somebody with lower capability and higher trust 
than somebody with higher capability and lower trust. Totally makes sense. So that's one of the things that you have to illustrate because if you go in there, you know, beating your chest about capability and you ignore the trust factor, you blow it. You absolutely blow it. And you're way better off doing trust and letting the capability sneak up on them than the other way around. Absolutely. And so the one thing about trust is trust has to be earned, right? Trust has to be earned. And it's usually earned through repetition or through challenging situations. So how do we do that? How do we earn their trust? Well, we start off by being relevant because they're not going to put effort into the relationship unless they see relevance and value in the development of that relationship. And the question there is, are you aligned with my requirements and my desires? So that's the, that's the starting point of the conversation. You have to illustrate that you can help them with a priority situation. And so relevance is the place that we start. Without relevance, there's no reason for them to invest in a relationship. People pay for everything, including paying attention to you. So they're going to be careful about how they spend their attention time. So you have to illustrate right out of the gate that what I have here is relevant to what you're looking for. That begins it. Mm-hmm. And then from that, and from a, a, a traditional marketing approach, relevance is the transition from awareness to interest. Mm-hmm. Right? We take, we make them aware, but the only thing that moves them from awareness to an interest is the connector between those two is relevance. Right. I need what you have at this particular time. That's right. It is matching requirements and desires, and it's a priority. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. So then the next step is authority, illustrating your authority uh, through proof, through case studies, through examples, through testimonials, um, through the projects that you've been involved with, through the content that you've written, the white papers that you've generated, the blog posts that you've made, the podcast you've recorded, all of these generate authority. Could also be the certifications and the degrees that you've been awarded. Those could be part of the authority. Certifications are a, a trust shortcut. Mm-hmm. Degrees tend to be a trust shortcut. So you look for ways of finding for your typical customer, how do they judge who has expertise or authority? And then you present that as part of your conversation. And one of the ways to... to I wouldn't say circumvent, but to expedite that is if you are talking to a particular customer, I recommend you go on LinkedIn and you look up their connections and you try to find mutual connections. So you could say, how do you know this person? You don't want to go in and say, hey, I know Jim, he's awesome. You know, they may come back and say, oh, that guy screwed me. You know, you have to be careful about it, but you you have a way of, if you can prove that you have somebody in your network that's in theirs that they actually do know, that's going to help speed the process up, right? Indeed, because that sets up the endorsement from that other person. And the point you make is solid gold, absolutely worth listening to this particular podcast episode just for that piece of advice, which is how do you know them? Well said. 
Thank you. Because otherwise, it can set you up for a really, really bad situation. Yeah. How do I know that? Hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You've got the scars, bruises, and liver damage. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> here we go back to the drinking again. <laughs> eh, I don't know. It, it is happy hour here. It is. You know. It's always happy hour here. It, it, it's, yeah. Everybody's happy. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So authority. And so, you know, the part of what we want to illustrate is that we possess knowledge that's valuable to them that is beyond their experience. Mm-hmm. That's the intention. I have knowledge. You covet. You desire. You need. And so for that reason, we need to continue exploring our relationship. Exactly. So with that, they're going to increase their trust with you around this topic. They may not trust you with their wallet but they'll certainly trust you with this particular aspect and conversation. Mm -hmm. Then the next level up is consistency. Can you illustrate that you can consistently deliver the expectations that they have? How do I know you're going to deliver is a great question and one that, that people who are doing due diligence are going to ask. The more they spend, the more due diligence they're going to do. The higher up the, uh, the, the trusted hierarchy that we're working the more that they're going to do some research. They're not going to leave it to what you say or even the people that you tell them that they need to talk to. They're going to go out there and do their own work. They're going to do their own background. Mm-hmm. So that consistency is critical so that that they can trust that you're going to deliver to that same standard when they do work with you. So that that is an important component of consistency. And of course, consistency is one of the top persuasion strategies in Cialdini's influence, the psychology of persuasion. Mm-hmm. Consistency is just critical to just all types of, of persuasion. And that is one of my favorite books. And, and that also goes to what I talk about in the 10-10-10 strategy. And mm-hmm. what the 10-10-10 strategy is about, and I, and I talked about this in a past podcast, is you reach out to 10 people, one minute each, which is 10 minutes a day, and you do 10 words. And all you do is you ask them, how are you doing and how can I help you? And that's it. And you do that every single day. You can reach up to 150 to 200 people per month. That consistency of reaching out to everybody once a month keeps you not only top of mind, but builds that relevancy and it builds that authority, and it also builds that consistency. So that little tip helps you to do that. And what it also does is it helps you to amplify your messages to, let's say you do it to 150 people, each one of them probably know 10 people. So if they're engaging with you, and maybe even engaging in social media, it's going to amplify you and your messages by 10. And then those 10 people, if they start to come on board, now all of a sudden, you've gone from 150 people that you're reaching out to on a regular basis to over 15,000 people that may be paying attention to you in that food chain of the race. That is leverage. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the whole idea behind this is to remind them that you're available when they're ready. Exactly. I'm ready when you are, mm-hmm. but not until. Right. <laughs> and, that, and that's the key is, you know, just being present, but not being pushy. You know, that's it. Being consistent, but not being, you know, coercive. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well said. Thank you. All right, we have we have two more things that we can do. Uh, the next one is to illustrate commitment. Mm-hmm. 
And we do that by illustrating that we are committed to their commitment. What it is that they want to accomplish, we're illustrated to their success in achieving that. This is a step that most people ignore, yet it is the magic that closes and creates a non-product differentiation in, when you're out selling against your competitors. Mm -hmm. Because as we pointed out in the, in the Navy SEALs example, they would rather have somebody they can trust than somebody who is better. And it's the same thing when people buy products and services. They would rather have a vendor that they know is going to deliver something that may be not absolutely perfect over somebody that delivers something perfect but is untrustable. Mm -hmm. So illustrating that you are committed to their commitment is an important component. Now, don't get this out of order. You, you only have that as a conversation. This is not on your website. Don't put on your website, we're committed to your commitment because it becomes trite. Mm -hmm. You have to have this. You have to look them in the eye and say, you know, based on what you told me, I can commit to helping you meet your commitments, and that's a fundamentally the close. That's the trust close, and then the next step is uh, execution. Deliver what they need, what they require, and what they desire, with as flawlessly as possible. Yet, if there is a challenge, you fix it as rapidly as possible, because mm -hmm. that's the. That's where you're going to earn the trust. Trust is earned really in customer service. Everything up to that is is reducing the perceived risk to do business with you, and they trust you enough to say, okay, we'll do this. But the trust for the repeat business comes from customer service after the sale. Right. And I, I think the keys to this, I was just listening to an audio book on this specific subject. The keys to this are, number one, admitting that you don't know everything. Right on. And number two, when there is an issue and there is a mistake, owning it and saying, I made a mistake and here's what I'm going to do to fix it. It's not like, oh, there's a problem. No, you know that there's a problem and you own it and you, you take creative, consistent, and comprehensive action to fix that mistake as best as possible. Right. And if you abdicate responsibility, you will have no trust. Mm -hmm. You blew it. Right. You're done. And you'll never rebuild it. Exactly. Once trust is broken, it is almost impossible to mend in, in a business relationship, eh, as well as personal relationships. Very true. If you're in the business of selling mission-critical products, your focus is engendering trust. I love it. That's it. Number one, engender trust. What can I do to engender trust? And if you take that focus, then you can indeed become a trusted partner. Well, Mark, um, I think you basically took the last piece of the jigsaw puzzle of becoming a trusted advisor and turned it into a race to the finish to give people <laughs> what they need to earn that trust. And it was so good, man. Awesome. And uh, I know that people are going to want to listen not only to all 19 of your bacon podcasts, including this one. But you guys got to go to liforsales.com and listen to Mark and me talk about a whole bunch of other topics. There is so much good stuff. We could probably create our own encyclopedia business, don't you think, Mark? 
dang near we got enough content for a book yeah we do so if you want to read the book of mark uh what is the best <laughs> way other than going to amazon and looking up mark uh, s a smith what's the best way for people to get a hold of you uh, the best way to get a hold of me is on linkedin because that way it's consistent so you can you just enter your browser marks on linkedin.com m-a-r-k-s on linkedin.com it'll take you directly to my profile connect with me just say hey i saw you heard you on the bacon podcast and i'll be delighted to connect with you and i'll offer you 20 minutes of time for a conversation we'll talk about anything that you want and uh so we'll see well if you trust me we might find some way of doing business together that's awesome brother well like i said people go to liforsales.com and you'll be able to hear an expanded version of these past two podcasts with our faces on it too on top of everything else it's a linkedin live and you can always find mark just look me up on linkedin and you can find when mark is going to be on live next so brother it was a blast as usual i appreciate you all your energy your knowledge your time i i always look forward to talking to you because i always learn something thank you my friend i always enjoy our conversations we are both better after we talk together amen Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon.